Salesforce Way Podcast Episode Ten Open Source Ten Already. In this episode, I had a great chat with Ruslan Kurchenko, a senior Salesforce developer from Kiev. We talk about what progress Salesforce community has made so far in the open source world. And what open source projects that are currently under our radar, and specifically, we talk the SFDC Lags project that Ruslan authored. We chat about what it is, what problem it attempts to solve. We also shared the experience on Salesforce development environment setup, such as about the editors and plugins. So, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to go and check the useful links that are discussed in this episode. You can easily get them from our website, salesforceway.com. Hey everybody, Chisha here from Salesforce Way Podcast. Today we have our guest Ruslan Kurchenko. Ah,、uh, your your family name—it's still very hard <laughs> for me to pronounce. So Ruslan Kurchenko, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So Ruslan is from Kiev,、uh, Ukraine, and、uh, I understand that you are a senior Salesforce developer, and you are also quite actively、um, like get involved in. The open source world as well. Yeah, that's how <laughs> how I understand you. Could you like from the 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 mouth of the horse? Could you introduce yourself a bit? Yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone.、Uh, thank you for listening.、Uh, I am、uh, Ruslan, as you said,、uh, and、uh, yeah, I've been working with Salesforce for、uh, overall three years,、uh, three and a half years, I think.、Uh, I really love the.、Uh, To share my knowledge that I'm getting,、uh, my daily job, and、uh, to get the knowledge from the community.、Uh, so、uh, I think Salesforce community is awesome, and、uh, we should、uh, we should go forward in this way. Yeah, and、uh, I'm like doing uh, uh, I don't know, Apex and、uh, JavaScript stuff. So、uh, yeah, in general.、Mm-hmm. And our topic today is. Like a big topic, it's about open source, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I think、uh, most of our audience are developers or, or IT consultants in Salesforce. So we definitely know Salesforce technology, but、uh, many of us are still kind of slow into the open source world. So could you give us a, like a big picture how it is nowadays Salesforce towards the the open source area? Okay, yeah.、Um, I'm not sure that、uh, I'm the person that can, <laughs> you know.、Uh, it's it's uh, fine. We、yeah. are just chatting here, right? <laughs> yeah, but、uh, yeah, but in general, I can I can、uh, you know free speak from myself and、uh, just to share my、uh, my understanding of what what's going on now in in Salesforce community and open source in general. So、uh, I, I think that open source in Salesforce it's it's young. Uh, it's really young comparing to、uh, some, you know, great stuff like Java community or C Sharp community or JavaScript community in general. So,、uh, like, and、uh, yeah, I think it's really young, and and uh, uh, 
you know, day by day, uh, it's, it's growing. Uh, for me personally, I think that more and more developers starting to uh, to do their their job and uh, to provide that by free to share their, their knowledge, and it's really great for me. You know, I, I think that's that's the key uh, point when why you know uh, Salesforce uh, will be success uh, in the future. Mm. Yeah, like uh, those big names, the gigantic companies like Facebook, Google, they all have their own famous uh, open source repository in GitHub, yeah. right? The React, the Salesforce, I think is also following the same trend. So the company, the Salesforce company want uh, the developers to, you know, to embrace open source and they I understand that Salesforce has also started to you know, build a like organization account and sh- and already opened a lot of uh, the project and uh, good repository inside. Yeah, and, uh, you know, to open source the, the code there, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The, one of the most famous one or the most um, kind of eye catching one is this uh, Visual Studio Code uh, plugin, right? Salesforce tries to um, obsolete the old force.com IDE and then start to embrace the Visual Studio Code. Yes, yes, yes. This is this is the big one. Yeah, and uh, this is a big one and new one. I think with Salesforce, it's uh, as not it, it's really also the, uh, the early stage. Uh, uh, I don't know, like plugin as you said. Uh, it's great that Salesforce uh, tries to. Uh, you know, to provide that uh, to, and to get them, I don't know, thoughts and help from, uh, you know, from outside uh, to, uh, because in, in general, uh, this, basically this plugin will use the peop- people that uh, basically develop for Salesforce. Uh, yeah, so so I think it's it's really, really nice, but uh, it's not only the one project that I, they move to open source, uh, I think that the most famous is is uh, Aura uh, that uh, Lightning stays on because, yeah, uh, as I know, uh, like I, I I can mistake, but uh, in general, Aura it's it's from the starting point was the open source project that Salesforce started to use for their private uh, development. So I don't know exactly. But I think that uh, the people from open source also can contribute to Aura, and uh, at some point uh, that could be added to the main uh, Salesforce repository that they use to uh, uh, to Salesforce platform for Salesforce platform, you know. And uh, yeah, and of course, Lightning Design System it's it's fully open sourced, you know. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's also a super nice uh, project, and I really like that. Uh, yeah, because okay. <laughs> for me personally, I don't I don't like to do uh, you know some some styles yeah, related stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's super awesome. I like that. How actually? How is the lightning component? Uh in general moving forward i heard that like each year there are new lightning component like a by default component available for us to to use right yeah but i 
at the beginning, I studied the Lightning Component, this event-driven kind of framework, Aura and the Lightning Component as well. I wasn't so familiar with that um, kind of framework, and uh, uh, I didn't like go into details how exactly it works. I just followed those trailheads. Oh, okay, I know there's like a kind of event handlers. You, you, you do this, you do that. There's help files, this and that. But I don't know in general. What, what's your opinions for the Lightning component? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, when I started to work with Lightning components, uh, I, I had some background using uh, AngularJS, the first version, oh, and uh, okay. and also ReactJS. So I had uh, some, mm-hmm. you know, uh, different sides and different salts. And so when I started to light, with Lightning components, for me personally, that was like, uh, come on, <laughs> like, what is it? <laughs> it's painful, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so and and you know what? I started to try, like, I started to try, to, you know, to apply my knowledge from jazz, Angular Jazz, like, and and React, mm. mm-hmm. uh, to use the approaches from these frameworks in Lighting components. You know, yeah. and in at some point uh, it's nice, but uh, and in other it's uh, it's awful. You know, it's not not enough. Uh, but uh, you know, for me personally, uh, you you know you, you have to you have to in general decide the right way, and uh, it's nice that Salesforce uh, provide the. Uh, ability to decide in general and uh, the ability to uh, you know communicate with these uh, with these events because it's also nice it's also it's also powerful uh, approach you know yeah that you just I, need I totally to change understand. your thoughts and your uh, in your you know uh, approach in general okay like before I know the lightning debugging system is improving all the time. So I, I always want to, you know, wait until it gets really mature and then start to learn. Then a time just passed by. I never started to really learn. <laughs> yeah. At the moment, I'm more like into the apex part, which is more mature, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, I know it's in the back end. It's, it's easier in, in a sense. You just uh, code the, the business logic, understand like the governance limits and there are good books out there to to help us to to write the good apex code i think for me it just takes some time to learn one at a time in in general i recommend i recommend first of all to learn js and uh when mm, you learn js okay. you you are easily you know understand uh angular react or even lighting experience it, it's all about javascript so uh is the first thing that you have to learn because you know all all of all of these communications uh, between components with events it's all based on the standard js and uh, html that uh, you know not, mm-hmm. not nothing more all of that since we're we're talking about the javascript and lightning component i understand the rules line you have a very famous um, <laughs> repository called Lata- Lax, right? Yeah. SFDC Lax. So why, why wouldn't you just talk about what Lax is, what problem it solves? Yeah. Um, 
I can maybe I can start from the history of that. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, uh, so when I started to you know to be lighting uh, and uh, uh, so I found that uh, there there is some problems with uh, server calls. You know, uh, okay. you have to assign callback to server call, and in case there is some uh, several server calls dependent, uh, you know. Uh, one of the other, and so you have the callback hell, something like that. And uh, yeah, as I as I as I said, I, I had some Angular JS experience, so I, they they used uh, promises. So uh, I started to think, hey, can I just implement the approach with uh, you know server side calls and uh, promises? Because promises is basically now it, it is a standard way of doing. Async right. operations in JavaScript. Uh, so I, I like I, I thought, hey, yeah, that's a nice idea, and started to work on that. But uh, you know, from uh, after some time, you know, I understood that I can include different kind of uh, you know utility functions that uh, help me, and uh, that there were some uh, requirements from my friends from the community. And uh, yeah, it growed in some something like we have now with a lot of yeah nice stuff that I think it's really powerful for uh, uh, common development in Salesforce. So you you mean lacks the repositories to allow developers in Lightning component to use uh, promise instead of the the callback? Yes, yes, as you know and. Uh, the nice idea is that, uh, as you know, uh, ex ES seven has uh, async await operations. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the replacement of promises uh, to write more, you know, synchronous way code. So as uh, Lux using as uh, Lux use uh, promises. So uh, you also can use async await and. Uh, yeah, so you can you can call your server side opex with async await in uh, in the browsers uh, that uh, allow you to do that, allow you to work with async await now. So it's I think that this is the future. Uh, this is the the way that uh, we will work in the future. We will write the code in the future as soon as all browsers will uh, you know provide the functionality of async await operations. Yeah, just for the listeners who are not so familiar with the async await, uh, it's like the new functionality in the JavaScript that uh, uh, somehow wraps beautifully the asynchronous code into traditional synchronized way. Under the hood, it's still asynchronous. That's how the web works. But from the code point of view, it looks exactly the same as the, the synchronous code, right? Yeah, That's exactly. how I understand it. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. But how does it magically um, just switch? You mentioned it from the promise to the async await. So Lax, when we use the Lax framework or Lax repository, we can already use the async await in our Lightning components uh, code. Yeah, Is that right. what you mean? Yeah, you are oh, right. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I shared that in my Twitter and uh, the community was uh, like, come on. Yeah, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, good. Yeah, as well. 
I will. How did you do that? Um, as I said, promises like promise object in JavaScript is the standard one. So as I know, promise is first uh, was added by jQuery library. So jQuery first library that is uh, implemented promise. Uh, I may mistake. I'm sorry, guys, but <laughs> I think so. And uh, then, uh, you know, when the community started to work a lot jQuery, you know, so uh, the they add, like, so it was integrated in the core JavaScript language. So uh, nowadays, async await are based on a promise object. So uh, oh. in case you use promise, you can, uh, you know, switch that to async await. That's why okay. uh, we can use that is the uh, Lux. Okay, so so I'm a, like a beginning level of JavaScript developer. I I know how to use callback, how to use promise, or even async await. But how do you allow promise to to be enabled in the code with the help of Lux? Do you somehow wrap the callback mm -hmm. nicely to uh, the promise? Yeah. Yes, in, in general, in general, yes. Lux, it's all about just standard lighting components and lighting component calls to the Apex side and it wraps uh, the standard one actions that you create and assign callback and then handle your uh, error uh, or success uh, result or even incomplete result in case of uh, offline. Uh, so, uh, and, uh, yeah, just logs just provide a nice, nice proper around that, that you can okay. chain your, uh, your actions or, uh, uh, call bulk actions and, uh, handle all of that. Uh, it's just a nicely written JavaScript using promises. Okay. And you mentioned that you have written an article about this, right? Yeah. Yes. I have, uh, several In your blog, articles. right? Okay. Yeah, okay. Just, uh, okay. We will put the links to those articles that you just mentioned, just oh, for you. people to understand it, how to use Lex. Yeah. Nice. Have you had such an experience to create such a library before before Lacus? No, <laughs> that was okay. The first so one. this is like the first uh, oh yeah popular project. Yeah, yeah, I had I had some like uh, I have also some open source. Uh, I don't know, things in my GitHub account that I've created before for uh, Webpack. Maybe you know uh, what is Webpack. It's, it's like a JavaScript bundler for a, for a big projects. Uh, like it's mostly used by uh, web developers uh, in JavaScript to build their uh, modules to one uh, big mm. JS bundle. Uh, so I, I used to work with that and uh, so I created one uh, plugin for that. And also I have some different, you know, things related to my job that I've created before. But uh, this is the one I've maybe not proud of, but uh, I really like that because it's used by a lot of people and uh, I'm getting a lot of feedback about that, that it's nice. So I really love uh, the idea uh, about this. If I want to, you know, just go to GitHub to study your repository, how much time do you think I need to really grab the essence? Okay, yeah, I think you uh, you can 
use that instantly just about 10 minutes and you can start that just click one button to deploy to your org okay and uh, then uh, copy paste the uh, examples code from my readme uh, file to your component and just so start to use that so in general also my my this basically repository has uh, the API description uh, side, so uh, you can go there and uh, to go through the all abilities that Flux provide. Because uh, promises, it's not uh, it's just the one piece about Flux. Like it's also provide different interesting things related to uh, firing events like application events or component events. Uh, yeah, and uh, just uh, go there and uh, <laughs> uh, and see. <laughs> okay. Hope you like cool. that. I I had this uh, question for a long time already. So, like you are working in Salesforce, you you are like developing solutions for customers. Is it typical for customer to install open source project repository, or even some other? famous one like uh i understand from finance was it uh, financeforce.com mm-hmm. they have very famous one right so even to to request the customer to install those uh, libraries it all you know sometimes there are difficulties so what what's your kind of experience on these you know what one interesting pretty interesting thing is about lux that I have not used that on my projects. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, yeah, that's because I have not changed because, uh, you know what, uh, all my projects had a different, uh, different, you know, wrappers, old old one wrappers around the uh, server side calls. So uh, every time that I, like, you know, I wanted to start to use it, mm, like it's it was redundant in general. Uh, so, uh, but uh, from feedback about that from you know my friends and the community, so I think it's easy uh, easy to start to use it because uh, you know what it's it's not a big one. Uh, you can go through and to read all the code that uh, written there. I hope it's clear and uh, I think it's clear. You know you can uh, understand that it's safe to use that. Uh, so the developers that uh, want to work on uh on that component can uh, even change even change that in case it's not fit here your or his uh requirements you know uh yeah and uh i don't think that it's a, it's a problem to request a client uh to use uh, some some component because it's free and uh it's free to you know to even uh distribute distribute in paid Applications like uh, when you develop a managed package, you can include that uh, component to your package, and to sell mm-hmm. on app exchange without any any problems, you know. And uh, you don't right. even, uh, you know, send me any any request about that. Just uh, grab that and right. use. Yeah, that's the convenience of using open source project. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, how long you have been working on this Lax project? Mm, I don't know, like, uh, you know, some different requirements, uh, uh, you know, 
rising from time to time and uh, I'm adding them to Lux. But uh, the main core that I've done around the uh, server-side calls, it was just uh, maybe one week. You know, wow. I, I, I think a lot about all of that, how to do that, what approach to use, uh, how people will use that, what the API will be, you know. Uh, maybe two months, <laughs> but okay. then I sat down and just one week and it's ready, <laughs> you know, so, uh, I, yeah. I totally understand. Thinking takes much more time than just writing a code. That's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely a great experience to create a library. I, I always admire people who have done that and I, I, I wanted to do that, but never either had the courage or had the time to really to do this but um yeah really good good one yeah so so what uh, open source project that you are currently looking at or you think it's a good ones for for people to to take a look do you have oh, yeah, any that's, recommendations yes yeah, nice question <laughs> Yeah, and recently I found really excited project for me personally. I don't know. It calls uh, mm -hmm. React Lightning. React so, Lightning. Yes, okay. it's by uh, Shinichi Tomita. Uh, I, I hope that I. <laughs> I hope the Japanese that Japanese person. Yes, I hope that I call him right. <laughs> Excuse okay. me if I'm wrong, but uh, yeah. So what it is? It's basically the uh, renderer. This is like a proxy between ReactJS and Lightning. You know, uh, okay. it's basically it provides the ability to render Lightning components using ReactJS. Okay, <laughs> just mm -hmm. to uh, just to be more clear. Uh, so you basically write ReactJS, uh, you know, uh, with definitions of Lightning components like Lightning input, Lightning date. Uh, Lighting map, maybe you know you can use uh, all the all the components that Salesforce standard library have, and React will render that in using some you know things that's basically implemented in this renderer, uh, and then you basically bundle that together, uh, all of your applications or components that you build using React. And you load that using LTNG require in lighting components on your page, and oh, it's okay. just in just displays. Um, yeah, it's for me personally, it's super super nice. I don't know, uh, it's in some development stage. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to uh, you know to go through the code uh, and uh, to add some you know little things to that. I've already okay. added uh, some. Features, not, not features, just examples. Yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's really nice to see on that. Okay, we're gonna also have that link in our show notes just for people to to check this project as well. Cool. Um, I understand there are also Angular Lightning related repository, right? It has oh. been a while already. Somehow you use the the Angular. Uh, those ng stuff somehow also trans transpile i don't know how it magically happens then you use the ng code and then it maps to the lightning components so 
Oh, I, I, I yeah, have to. I had to see. I had to watch. My okay, <laughs> you didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know it, but maybe I will add the link uh, to our show notes as well if I can really find it. Okay, that yeah. sounds also nice. Oh my gosh, mm. yeah, that's nice. And uh, any other projects? Yeah, uh, you know what? Like, I also super is interesting with Apex Box that financial force have as you know. Uh, you know, I I super like I fan of uh, unit testing with mocking approach that mm-hmm. Java Mojito use, for example. Uh, yeah, it's it's super super nice also library. So I'll uh, I'll recommend. Uh, for you guys to, to to watch on that and to try to use that, uh, okay. yeah, it's really nice. I understand that that's like a big repository, not only the uh, the mocking part, right? There was uh, something. I think that it's divided by the modules, ah, so you okay. can use Apex mocks uh, mm. for your unit testing without the main core uh, library. Oh, okay, because okay. at the moment I'm really reading that book. Oh yeah, that's a super book. Yes. Okay, you recommend that as well. Of course, uh, I read that. Okay. Uh, yeah. yes, awesome book. Agree. Yeah. The the thing is that um, those are really my pain points when I'm doing Apex coding. Mm-hmm. Like um, there were a lot of uh, uh, what was it called the boilerplate plate code. So those like a map, you always need to create a map, create a list to maintain the rela- relationship and then go through them in the for loop. So those are the noise of the, the business logic, right? I, I really want to isolate those out so that the, the main code just uh, displays the business logic. If you really mm-hmm. want to go into the details, then you go to those functionalities to check how the maps and, uh, and the lists yeah. I think uh, that's like it's called the unit of work or something. The concept is like that's that. that's right. That's right. We right. we yeah. yes we use we use this uh, this similar approach in our projects. Uh, so we okay. also define like a, a, a service layer for our applications, a, a selector layers or DAO. It's it depends on the project, you know. Uh, and uh, yes, we use this approach to divide layers, and then we can easily mock the implementation, for example, of the selector or, or the service uh, mm-hmm. business service, you know, and uh, to easily test your uh, uh, actual unit in the code. So it's really mm-hmm. nice. I, I know, like this kind of uh, separations of concerns. And then mm-hmm. put everything into different files, and then easier for us to later to check. But that I'm more also more interested to see how it has been achieved. How do guys, you know, wrap them into those beautiful files or those APIs? Then we just call them to to achieve, just to use it. So I want to take a little bit deep look into those code and see how it was used. Because, for example, Apex doesn't support the generics. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a believer of the clean code concept. I try to always refactor my code to make it cleaner. But sometimes mm-hmm. I really hit the hard wall. I don't know how to do that without the generics and uh, how to even abstract things out. So 
I think uh, I need more experience and time to really also mm-hmm. look into those uh, those framework to see how how smart guys have done those job before. Yeah, I'm. I agree with you about the Apex uh, thing in 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 uh, about the generics in Apex. Excuse me. Mm. So uh, yeah, that's that's true. And okay. I just I just remembered one. Uh, I was some library that I wanted to share with you guys. It's okay. Force Force DI. Uh, Force DI. Uh, yes, this is the library. Uh, I think it's from Andy Fowlett. And okay. uh, this is for uh, dependency injection in Apex. And uh, okay. not only on Apex, in lighting components, in flows. So uh, okay. just check out that, uh, guys. It's super awesome. And uh, yeah, I hope hopefully I will use that on my uh, next project. It's really great okay. thing. I'll, I'll get the link from you and also post uh, in our show notes. Okay. A lot of stuff to learn. <laughs> oh, yeah. With, with limited time. <laughs> um, I, I did a little bit study in GitHub to see what kind of Salesforce repositories are popular. There's um, a one is called Awesome Salesforce, which is not uh, one repo uh, per se. It's like a list of uh, study resources. Mm-hmm. So it tells you if you are learning lightning component, what resources you should check. If you're learning Apex, if you're learning this and that, then so those are like a, um, a like a content table for for you to to check. I'll also put that link in in our show notes as well. I think it's it's a cool thing. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, how about uh, the development environment? So, what uh, IDE or tools do you use for for coding? Oh, that's a nice question. You know what? Uh, I think I'm one of the guy that uh, tried everything. <laughs> All right, <laughs> to okay. work with. So, uh, I started from Sublime and okay. uh, Moments Made plugin. Okay. Uh, then I moved to Atom and Moments Made. Uh, All right. Then uh, there were that, like so I started to use idea with illuminated cloud. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was really early stage of this plugin, but I started to uh, to work with that. But uh, I think that uh, one year ago, with uh, me contacted one guy from uh, from Kiev. And uh, basically, they work closely with JetBrains, uh, and they creating a, a Salesforce plugin for Idea for WebStorm, basically for JetBrains products. Okay. Uh, it calls JetForcer. Uh, so basically, it's an alternative to Illuminated Cloud. Uh, okay. So uh, now I work with with that plugin. Uh, so. Uh, you can check it out. It also have as the uh, uh, website that you can look on and uh, to go through the abilities of this plugin. It's really nice for me. It's super. It's super nice. It's what okay. I need. All right, I'll get the, that plugin link from you since you oh, recommend yeah, it. You're using yeah. Maybe I'll. Our listeners can check it out if they are interested. In. So you haven't used uh, Visual Studio Code for Salesforce development? 
not exactly. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought they're JavaScript developer. You must have used to be just good to go. Okay. Uh, you know what? Uh, mm. Yeah, I just, I just, that, that's because my, I don't know, historical things, because uh, I moved from Java, so I used IDEA. Uh, now I'm using WebStorm from JetBrains. And uh, that's why, like, that's it. Like, but I've tried. I, I tried uh, VS Code. VS Code basically it's super super awesome tool, uh, and uh, I'm using I I'm use that uh, for uh, I use it for uh, some Node.js development in uh, in past, but in general I use WebStorm. Okay. I mean WebStorm I know is a lightweighted, but uh, this IntelliJ. This mm -hmm. idea you mentioned, uh, I heard the people are using it with the uh, Illumina Cloud, but they say mm -hmm. it's kind of running slow comparing to Visual Studio Code. Sometimes of just course. hanging of there. Of course, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with them. I agree with them because, yeah, first of all, uh, sometimes people uh, like don't switch off some Java things related in IDEA. Oh, okay. So uh, it uh, runs a lot of plugins and uh, syncs, you know, mm -hmm. uh, under the hood. Uh, so you have to switch off all of that, you know, uh, and it will be much faster. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, that's why basically that's why I moved to WebStorm because uh, it's basically fits my needs. You know, it's uh, provide me all of that I want, you know, just to highlight JavaScript, CSS, HTML, and uh, to provide uh, code analysis, uh, you know. So, uh, and it's lightweight, yes. Okay. I think that Illuminate Cloud also work uh, with uh, WebStorm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm. But uh, the, the plugin you mentioned, it's a paid service, right? Yes, I think, uh, yeah, you know what, like, uh, they also have the free trial for mm -hmm. 30 days, I think. Okay. And, uh, yeah, then you can, you can buy, uh, for, uh, this, this plugin. Mm. Uh, what the coolest thing is about that, that, uh, from time to time, I, uh, meet with the development team from this okay. plugin and, and we discuss the features that, uh, uh, they would provide in the future. So uh, yeah, it's, it, for me personally, it's nice because I know what I what I need, you know, <laughs> and I okay. can ask them, hey, please just uh, can implement uh, something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, maybe I can also use this time to complain about the Visual Studio Code plugins in <laughs> the official plugins, and then do a little bit of comparison with with your plugin in WebStorm. Okay. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. So the Visual Studio Code plugin at the moment, um, it just started like a couple of days ago to support the regular org development. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it started uh, from the DX support. So it supported DX better than the regular, uh, like the Maven's Mate um, way. And now it supports the Maven's way, but it doesn't still not allow to auto-compile. When we hit save, so it doesn't send the file yeah. to the cloud and to get the compiling errors back. Mm -hmm. So that was like a big no-no for me at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm still using Visual Studio Code that's called uh, Force Code. Uh, 
it's a really simple plugin. It, it supports the auto compile. That's the the thing I wanted. Yeah. yeah. And uh, another disappointing point is that it doesn't even support the order formatting. When we hit oh, save, yeah. it does not uh, format your, your file, which I found quite inconvenient, especially when I uh, collaborate with people uh, using Git. So the format always tells me, okay, uh, there's a difference. and But when you really uh, compare, it's just one blank code or one mm-hmm. blank line. So it always draws your attention without any, uh, you know, really need. So these like uh, two big points. How is it in, in the plugin you just mentioned? Yeah, so uh, uh, first of all about the... Uh... Uh, analysis, so uh, code analysis. So the plugin provides static code analysis on your local machine. Mm-hmm. So while while you are typing uh, any any things, it's real time. Uh, you know, analyze your code and uh, highlight the uh, issues that you have. So even if you pass some uh, wrong type to the methods, or uh, I don't know, like to call the functions that are not exist, or to you know, to mm-hmm. try to get the field that are not exist on a subject or a, I don't know object, uh, apex object. So uh, it's really nice. Uh, it's also provide some uh, great stuff related to refactoring your apex code. So, okay. uh, for example, to extract the function from the apex uh, method. So to you know to rename the function, to rename the, uh, uh, the property of object. So basically, if you want to rename one property on the class, mm-hmm. you just uh, call the rename uh, you know, uh-huh. action, and it renames uh, all the occurrences of this property uh, in your project. And the same with methods, class names, and whatever, you know. So it's really nice for me. For example, if I want to extract uh, some code snippet into a, uh, another private method, I can easily mm-hmm. highlight them and then right click and say extract to a new method. Can I yes. do that? I yes. can. Really? That's something oh, yeah. I'm missing. Uh, it's really hard uh, in Visual Studio Code um, at the moment to, to refactor uh, the Apex code. It just doesn't understand anything at all. You just Kind of like use a notepad to, to write your code. It does a little oh, bit yeah. of highlighting, <laughs> but um, pretty much that's all. Yeah. It's not a big difference from the point when we worked with Sublime Text. It's, okay. For now, it's the same. But uh, I know that Salesforce team work on the static analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, for now, yeah, this is the situation that. Yeah. Well, Let's hope they get things done faster. Yeah, to have the people <laughs> in the Visual Studio Code. That's like the official support, right? From oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, I think uh, we had a long discussion about the open source, about the development. Um, do you have still some other things to, to say to the listeners? Uh, I don't know, like, uh, <laughs> just... <laughs> Just want to thank you guys that you uh, you're listening to us and uh, thank you that you invited me. This is uh, this is great. Uh, this was great discussion and uh, uh, really excited to to be here on your uh, podcast. 
yeah yeah no problem Ruslan. it's really great to have you here and uh also to all the listeners don't forget to go to the website and then check those links that Ruslan shared in in this uh session i think a lot of open source project deserves our time and attention to to study them and then to play around uh, if you do want to be a good salesforce developer yeah i agree Excellent. So thank you, Ruslan. I think that's all for our session. So yeah. have a good night. Thank you then. too. Yeah.